0: Welcome to the Out of Darkness podcast, episode four, The Bell Witch, part three. As I said, welcome to the Out of Darkness show. I'm your host, Brent. This is the show where we discuss all things supernatural, paranormal, and strange phenomenon. And we might throw in some occultic stuff every now and again. But we have these conversations from analyzing them from the lens of scripture and using a biblical worldview. Today, I'd like to introduce my guest. Today, I actually have my lovely wife, Lydia, with me.
1: Hey, y'all.
0: So, today... We're actually doing the final episode of The Bell Witch. I know, I know. It's a shame, right? We, we put so much work into it, but all good things must come to an end, right?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so what are we doing today, Lydia?
1: Today we're just going to be analyzing the, the Bell Witch and give our opinions about it, because we actually did go visit it, and it it's very beautiful land out there. It's Gorgeous land, the rolling hills, the holler and everything. But we uh, are going to be discussing that as well as some other aspects of different things. I, like a conversation Brent and I usually have, we're surrounding this type of thing. We watch ghost shows and such. So do you want to go and explain the how we go about doing that, Brent?
0: Absolutely. So the way that we go about doing that is I actually use three different steps. The first step is actually a presupposition. Now, for those that aren't familiar with this, it's a it's a bit complicated to explain to a to a degree, but it's basically you have a preconceived thought or a preconceived understanding about something before you even go into it. So then from there, once we understand that we can go into the second part of it, the second part is actually uh, the what's called metaphysical metaphysical is is like the outcome of that belief system does that does that make sense Lydia yeah it
1: does
0: okay so from that metaphysical though from the from the outcome of that metaphysical we have the physical and so that's kind of like the trifecta if you will of really understanding some of these paranormal phenomenons I would
1: agree
0: so let's start with uh, something that might be interesting for the folks out there that are listening we both actually have went to the cave, and I actually surprised Lydia. She didn't know that I was taking her there, and she realized that we were headed out towards Adams, and she was like, why are we coming out here? And I said, well, I'm going to take you to the cave, and she's like, oh, cool, I guess. <laughs> we didn't um, really
1: have a choice.
0: I was in the car with them. Right, so... With that being said, uh, so we went out there, and I, I, and I want to hear it from Lydia's perspective, uh, and I'm sure you guys too, as to what she thought and felt going into it. And it should be pretty interesting for you folks. So, Lydia, what did you, you experience? Like uh, wh- What was your thoughts going into it? Did you know the history? D- did you know anything like that? Or is this like all fresh new information for I you? I
1: did know a brief brief history of it. Living in Clarksville, everyone knows at least a wee bit about the Bell Witch and the stuff that goes on. You know, even if it's not in depth, you know you know a wee bit about it. But when we drove up there I thought it was it was gorgeous, but it had the feeling of uh what are you doing here? Like like a slightly unwelcome feeling. But it was still really gorgeous we continued on with the tour. But the cave itself it was, I could see God's glory in it because it was still beautifully and wonderfully made, but it had the feeling of, oh, I walked into the wrong room. Oopsie, not supposed to be here.
0: So, what but do you? The, can, can you like explain that a little bit more, just so people can have a better understanding of that? Because to me, it was like an overwhelming. It wasn't like a sense of doom, but it was a. It was like a, a dark pressure. If that makes any sense.
1: It, that does make sense I, I, for me it was the complete, the feeling of completely unwelcome like you, I did not want you to be in there uh, it was just completely unwelcoming and that, that was for me overwhelming because I, when I walk into a room I try to brighten it up put a smile on people's face and I couldn't in there and it was like okay I need to not necessarily get out of there but let me tiptoe slowly back
0: now, and for Lydia. for information, uh, this may crack some of you guys up, but Lydia is really, really small. She's only four foot eleven, so her going into this cave, she was even feeling a bit claustrophobic because, <laughs> like the the entrance is super narrow, it, there there's not a whole lot of space, not a whole lot of room for air, and so you know, I'm I'm guiding her through this and trying to help her through it, and she, she made it. So it, we we kind of already know like your your feeling go into it, but. Explain to everybody, like, what was it like going into the first room? Because the first room is the one that kind of smacks you in the face. And and I'll explain a little bit more about that here in a second.
1: Well, once you get past the long haul, to your right, there was people throwing gifts. And I immediately was like, Brent, that's an altar, isn't it?
0: Yes, it's an altar.
1: And I was like, yeah, about that. That's exactly what went through my head, was like, "Uh, I know what this is. And
0: so strange, right? I mean, here we are in a place that you know it's, it's a bit confusing, it almost has an identity crisis to a certain degree, you, you know, don't, don't you think? Because you have this altar on one side, and then you have a pile of rocks, which it's clear that it was a cave. Uh, it, obviously, it was a cave, duh, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was clearly a gravesite in some capacity, yeah. Uh, so what's so interesting about that is that there, she was asking questions throughout the whole thing, and I gave her a pep talk. You, you, remember that, you remember that little pep talk before we even went in there?
1: Don't take anything, which is a good warning for me because I collect small stuff from every place we go, just as mementos. I don't do scrapbooks or that type of thing. I'm not that type, not that crafty. But I like collecting small little things from places we go, just as memories. And he warned me not to take anything from there, so I didn't. I didn't. So, a good thing.
0: <laughs> which she, she initially asked and I was like, I'll, I'll tell you later. Like, this isn't, this isn't the time nor the place. There was a bunch of people around and I didn't want to like create a scene and the, the tour day that we, that we took, how many, it was like, what? 30 people.
1: Yeah. It was, it was extreme. crazy.
0: Like having that many people in that tight of a confined space. Yeah. So. What was, your, what was your thoughts on the on the tour guides and, and some of the stories that they have? Because I, I kind of want to talk about some of the stories that they had and compare that with, well, some of the stuff that we read about and some of the stuff that maybe we did or didn't experience.
1: The tour guides, they were probably talking some of the stuff up because that's an nature band tour guide, nothing wrong with that. But some of the stuff was real. You can see the fear in their eyes, but you can also see with the, some of the stories that it's been going on for quite, quite a while. And there's always one consistent figure, the guy with the, with the hat. And then, of course, those dogs. And, like, those are the consistent stories. And if you doubt it, if you go in that cave... And you doubt it, doubt what's going on, then something will happen to you and that was a oh, consistent that's for story sure. yeah that, that's for the sure guides gave
0: well so what's what's so interesting about about that point right is so here we we read the account from the current owners uh, which are the, which is the Kirby family uh, they did a book after ten years of owning the property uh, I, I've said this in the last uh, couple of episodes actually. And they actually give a story about four soldiers that went in there. So the, for those that don't know, Clarksville has a army post r- right outside of Clarksville. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, we, it's, it's nothing for us to see military all the time. And so they give this story, they, they, they give this account to, to bring up what Lydia is talking about is these four soldiers go into the cave. One of them swears up and down, none of it's real. And then all of a sudden, He's in, it was what, the first room, right? I think it was the first room. I think
1: it was. Can't
0: remember. Uh, and he starts to actually suffocate, like something is squeezing, literally squeezing the life out, out of this man. And soldiers are no joke, like my hat goes off to you guys, uh, you know, thank you for you guys' service, uh, you know, but a lot of you guys are really, really tough guys, and which is understandable. And so for a guy to have this happen, such a dramatic experience, he left. A believer that day uh and and so you know like again this stuff is real uh and we just want to make it clear that you know like this this place is unique this isn't like any other place that i've personally ever been or research because again some of this research is just crazy like the story is like we were cracking up about one story do you want to share that one uh the one uh the one that with with the magician or don't you remember the, the details of that?
1: Um, the the ones that I remember is the fact that the ghosts would have full on conversations.
0: Back yeah, back with yeah. the Bell
1: family, that's the one that stuck out for me was that they would have full on right, conversations. Right. But they have but this, this witch, this ghost, this the spirit, um, has not had full on conversations since the bells. Since the first Bell family. And I just find that interesting. But but right. you can tell that story about uh the
0: so there, there was a supposed magician in some capacity. He was a warlock, uh, of the day. Uh, and we're talking the early 1800s. So take that how you want it exactly. But he goes there and swears up and down. He can chase this ghost off or, or the spirit or, or whatever it claimed to be at the time. Cause it, it it's, it's got an identity crisis in my opinion. Like it, it changes who it is and what it is. It seems like every five minutes, uh, but he, he goes to make up this potion and to, to give a predecessor to this story, the, the, the witch doesn't say anything for like three days, right? I think it's like three days.
1: Something, something like that.
0: So he's there for three days. He, he, he starts mix, mixing up this potion and all of a sudden the witch starts speaking and goes, you're doing it wrong. If you're trying to get rid of me, you're doing it wrong. And then it basically, it chases the the person all the way back to uh, Kentucky. Uh, so let's let's get into uh, since we kind of went over the cave experience. Like, did did Lydia and I directly uh, experience anything? My side, no. Uh, only other than like a heaviness. Okay. Yeah,
1: just a feeling of unwelcome. But I didn't actually. Scene thing, but no. I think
0: there were so many people in there, Lydia, that it was just hard for us to even really grasp where we were.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: the cave is like 200 feet under under the surface, yeah. so you know, you basically have to go down, go down these long steps uh, down to the cave, and it's gorgeous. It's right next to the Red River. I mean, if I was a man in the early 1800s and I saw this property, y- you could tell that John Bell was a wealthy man, yeah, just by the location of where stuff is. yeah so I know Lydia has been wanting to do this and since this is the first episode that we're gonna do with this type of analysis stuff, let's get into a little bit of q and a. Uh, so I know Lydia's got some questions that she kind of wants answers and, I, and and I hope this is beneficial for you guys as well that are listening because, some of you guys may have some questions and this is a great opportunity for me to try to answer some of those and the ones that i can't well it's because it might not just be in my field of expertise so so what's what's some of the questions you got lydia
1: one of my biggest questions is why did the ghost spirit which however you want to call it stop having conversations after the bells why didn't have any full-on conversations any past that that's always been curious to me like
0: well Why? so these these types of manifestations and these types of uh, of hauntings uh, they tend have a tendency to have a certain type of pattern okay and we, and we know that just from constant analysis uh, of the like i said the 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 trifecta that I had mentioned so it's it's hard to say um I think part of it is that it wasn't it was no longer being provoked in that manner uh that that could have something to do with it, but what is consistent though. Is there's a story uh, from from Mr. Kirby uh, shortly after they had bought the property, his father died and he heard his father's voice uh, three days after he had buried his dad. And it was saying some things that were clearly out of his dad's character and he, he knew it wasn't his dad. So I think the way that it speaks might just be different. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that
0: makes sense. I don't know if it's it's uh, necessarily like a a a huge difference, uh, but it still went on. It just it it wasn't it wasn't the force that it was. Yeah, you know. So I think that's the only answer that I can come up with, just from analysis standpoint. And
1: I guess another question would be the family curse. That's been something that's mentioned on and off. Is that do you think that's something that is actually affecting the the Bell family that's in Mississippi or not? Or
0: so there was a documentary that came out. Uh, I think it was about what three, four years ago, something like something that. Like now, that, yeah. uh, and the sole purpose was this guy was driven to get answers. He was a he was a descendant from Betsy Bell. Now, I probably didn't mention this part of the story, but she essentially, essentially marries her prior teacher. That sounds weird, but it wasn't while he was her teacher. So, so don't, don't freak out when I say that. Uh, but they end up moving down to Mississippi. And when they do that, they, they have eight kids and I think only five or six of them survive. Uh, so very tragic, tragic story. But to answer that question, um, he goes through this whole process similar to what we kind of have done uh, analysis and comes up with the point of well I just have to live with it and and so the, there's this supposed curse on the family uh, of the first male of every generation honestly if there was curses that took place I think it was just on John Bell and it was done by the witch but I don't see if you're asking me from a biblical standpoint how there could be necessarily a a curse on the family because the flip side of that is you first have to have a covenant does that make sense
1: yeah
0: it does uh so without a covenant it's hard for me to to distinguish it like a a true official curse now is the is the land cursed well that's a that's a different topic in itself, I think.
1: Yeah. And that's something that uh, can be, cause is it the, about that land being cursed and that type of thing? That's something that can be addressed in a separate podcast over a generality of what land being cursed is, Cause that will take a full on episode at that point. But my one last question I have is about, um, Kate, Kate bats from what I read. She just sounded like an eccentric person. That she was just quirky and weird and very eccentric. What is What do you think of Kate Batts? Do you think she actually was the instigator or think she was just quirky?
0: So there's a supposed story that uh, Kate Batts and John Bell had a some type of a business deal that went wrong. And it's not really recorded well as to what that could have been. But... He was, uh, so, so this might be a shocker for some, but you, you also have to understand the, the context of the time, okay? But I do have to mention this, since we're talking about that relationship. Um, John Bell was excommunicated out of the Red River Baptist Church. I don't remember the exact year, uh, but it was for a business deal that he apparently was charging extra interest uh four slaves that he was that he was allowing people to use now we look at that in our culture today and it's like why is why is that a big deal because you know we have credit card companies that are charging us like 27 percent interest rate Uh, so there are some that have put her quirky personality to being a witch and I don't see the evidence. In fact, some of the family members have said uh, to the to the to that family, actually, they, they're also still in Adams as well. Uh, so they've had to live the past 200 and plus years of, of having a family member that could be potentially a witch, which is which is awful. That's part of the reason why Lydia and I chose to talk about this, uh, you know, as one of the first big stories that we do, uh, because we want to try to clear the names of the families you Know as much as we can,
1: I agree, and I must say that we in no way condone slavery at all, and nor are we comparing the slavery to credit cards, that's not what we're trying to say, right? We're just trying right. to, you know, clear uh, to understand the, the Kate bats character, but just want right. to clear that up and make yeah, sure, yeah.
0: No, that, that's a great point to point out, uh, and, and I apologize if that didn't come out clearly, uh, but uh as far as as far as kate bats is concerned i think she was just a quirky character she just was uh what we would probably call it centric today she liked to take uh maybe you can explain this a little bit better than i can uh she would take women's hairpins uh (laughs) i don't i don't know why uh but it was apparently like oh my gosh you didn't kind of thing uh you, you want to try to explain that, or or don't you have a way to explain it?
1: I don't really have a way to explain it because just, just that's just weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was eccentric. Let's yeah. we'll, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. So so do I think that Kate Bats was a witch or involved in this? Absolutely not. There is no way evidence does not suggest that in any way, shape, or form. Even if you do the historical research, if you were to go to to uh, robinson county and go to the museum that they have there on the on the site there is no evidence whatsoever that she was involved in any way uh or put a curse or a hex or anything like that on the family what's interesting lydia i don't know if you knew this but there was uh, several wars that took place right in the early 1800s yeah the war of
1: 1812 of course was the biggest one
0: Okay, so what's so interesting is that the bats family and the Bell family fought side by side so so why would there why would there be a quarrel you, you know what I mean like why why would that happen unless something would go awry now it's it's just a something to point out, yeah, you know like you don't you don't really have a way to distinguish this type of stuff yeah
1: I agree. I guess that the last thing, and this would probably be most, best reserved for. Completely separate episodes because there are really big topics. It's is the the dog uh, that ah, is consistently because <laughs> we, we know them as hellhounds or devil dogs. We we we. But Brent can explain it a little better, but he'll go in more depth in later episodes. But I just want to give him, like a quick two second explanation.
0: Yeah, so so hellhounds. Uh, they, they they and again I'll, I'll do a full episode on this by itself, but there is a deep rich history that goes back to gosh you can actually trace it technically back all the way to well Greek mythology actually, but the the most typical I would say of what people would understand is, is this black dog, typically like a Doberman and it's generally a warning uh, or a uh, back off this is my turf kind of thing. It's not always the case, uh, but uh, one fun fact about me, and Lydia knows this, and uh, praise God that she loves this music too, but I'm a huge blues music fan. And that is a common theme in blues music, about talking about about this type of culture. And one thing to point back to the time frame, right? So I want to make this clear that superstition was... I would would outweigh belief systems sometimes. Does that does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it it, it would, um, and it doesn't not all the time, but yes, it it would in some cases because think they, they didn't have the technology that we do now. They didn't have um, the social media, the newspaper news was generally a week or so old when by the time they got it, and uh, so yeah, I can see that. Yeah.
0: So you know, with that said, it's kind of like you know we have to look at superstition. We have to look at uh, the belief systems overall. You know, so I think it's interesting that we have this this whole manifestation and like one of the funniest ones, like I like I said in the last episode, is rabbits. Like nobody nobody would think about a rabbit, but again, if you trace back the history which i think you're probably fascinated with this too uh is it we can trace it back to actual witchcraft uh that's something that and and don't let lydia kid you okay it's like this time frame in history like the, the not just the revolutionary time frame but like the early settlers Lydia's a bit of a history buff so so when it comes to understanding like the way that women would think about this stuff, I actually really trust her judgment. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like you, ha- you have a, a lot of things to take in consideration. You have uh, folklore and some of this stuff uh, actually came from where all of us are, 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 from, which is overseas. Most, most of us here in America can originate our ancestry back to back to overseas somewhere. Uh, Not that that's an issue or anything, but the the general populace of America are are from somewhere else. And so we take those traditions and we take those understandings and we take those that folklore and we bring them with us. So to get back to the hellhound, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, which I apologize for. But uh, to get back to the hellhound, that's part of that tradition, if that makes sense. Uh, So. And. I know you wanted to ask me something related to like the mound and the cave. What, what was what was that question?
1: Uh, it, that's like I said for another topic to be, to for another uh, day too, because it can be a full-on episode. I just found that it was just the interesting. Cause I know those Native American tribes; they go back thousands of years, right. and right. it's just like I guess I, I can't remember my exact question. I'm sorry for that, Brent. That's oh, it's okay. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, so let's, let's, let's talk about uh, two, two more things uh, before we kind of wrap it up here. Uh, and the one thing is the theological points. Uh, so my, my theological points are is that Jesus is still king. And regardless of what a person's position is, what their understanding is, is that God is still sovereign over it. Uh, So with that being said, I mean, as, as I've said before, Jesus is kind of the commander in chief of all things supernatural. It's the way that I, that's the way that I view it. And so even this spirit related to this, which I believe is a multitude of spirits that eventually I will probably do a full analysis on the whole aspect of it being kind of related to pan uh and how there that was a common thing in uh in the in the ancient world uh grottoes of pan and and uh, ancestral worship inside of caves and stuff like that uh but yeah the, the site's just interesting i mean there's no other way to say it
1: i would agree it's very beautiful like this part of tennessee is very very beautiful
0: so to, to to kind of just uh, do a full analysis. So so what what do you think about the Bell Witch, Lydia? Like like what's your what's your full opinion on it? Uh, your views. What what have you learned? The actually, you know what we forgot to mention one thing about this case, and part of the reason why I brought Lydia on. Uh, let's let's not forget about that. Okay, this is a really really hard topic. Uh, so those of you that. Are sensitive to this stuff uh, we ask that you just kind of skip over this but there is two camps with this case Uh, and one camp is the camp that I'm in that the bells just happened to be there at that time and owned the land and in some manner uh, viewed by the ancient people kind of desecrated the land and that's just from living there you know it's not it's not anything than just living your life. Uh, but it, with it being an ancient site, it's hard to say as to why the bells specifically were chosen to have this happen other than God willed it. Uh, but the other camp is that there are some people that believe that this is a sexual molestation case, uh, to where John bell was actually molesting in some way, Betsy bell, of. Uh, And before I kind of get into what Lydia's point is on this and and what she has to say about it, the way that they do this, okay, is that when John Bell married his wife, Lucy, she was 13 years old. And so people have put it together that because his wife was 13 when they got married, when all of this stuff started taking place with Betsy, uh. She was 13, so people have put it together. Uh, I I have a hard time believing this, but Lydia, let's 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 talk about this. I, I know it's I know it's difficult for you, and uh, may, maybe she'll explain why.
1: I I find it. I mean, I'm not in that camp because it doesn't make any sense. But if it was true, it's it's crazy because. The, the witch was going after Betsy like almost blaming her for it and that's, that's malicious that's just mean that, that, that's just downright cruel and so I don't really buy into that I think it had to do honestly more with Betsy may have dug up something innocently just playing on the land as a kid nothing malicious just and happened to be the brunt of it and for whatever reason the spirit was really nice to Lucy and that
0: almost uh, as if she was like a victim in a certain sense
1: yeah and take it what you will those interdimensional beings those spirits can appear to be nice but at the end of the day they're out to kill steal, and destroy
0: amen And
1: so you have to be very wary of that because I've seen my fair share of these spirits seemingly wanting to help but I had to go back to scripture and I had to remember what they were So I I can see it just from that one perspective, that it was not a sexual molestation case because that's no evidence for it. It's just hearsay. It's just a theory someone literally just threw out there, I feel like, with no evidence behind it. But the one that makes more sense is that the Bells were there. They were the first ones to really live on the land full time, except for the Native Americans that were there earlier. And they built a house. On top of the near these hill mounds and then the kids were being kids they were not trying to go out there maliciously do anything but they did they poked the bear and that's what happened
0: yeah i i have a tendency to agree with that as well uh again we just want to be completely clear about this that you know if if that's the camp that you're in and if you're a victim you know please get help get out of your situation uh it's 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 a real thing okay like this isn't this isn't us joking about this situation because it's, again it's it's something that has to be discussed when that theory's there
1: yeah it, it is a real thing and it does have me want to make sure that's clear i am a victim of it myself i understand obviously it's not brent because i love him very much but If you are in this situation, just know that there are people out there to help if needed. Okay.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah this uh, this is the last last episode of the Bell Witch. Uh, We hope that you've enjoyed our series on this. Um, We hope to bring you more type of content like this. Going to make some segues into some stuff. Uh, I I think some of them, uh, a few of them, Lydia is pretty excited about. I got a few tricks up my sleeve with a couple of them, Uh, but uh, I just encourage you to think about the things that we've talked about and analyze it from your own point of view. You decide what you believe and ultimately who you believe in. If any suggestions of topics that you'd like us to discuss or inquiries about uh, the Out of Darkness podcast, please reach out to us via Facebook or Instagram, or you can email us at indarknessintolight at gmail.com. Well, that's all for now, and thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for more content. God bless.
1: Bye, y'all.